Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today our topic is what it's like to be a selfless leader. We actually want to dedicate this podcast to one of our clients that we've just so enjoyed working with over the last year, a group of seven really remarkable leaders at one of our clients. And we were talking with them recently about what it means to be a selfless leader. And we're really digging into that topic today. We are. And it is a tricky topic because this idea of being selfless, I think we ought to start with the definition that we are using to set our conversation up. So selfless leader measures the extent to which the leader pursues service over self-interest, where the need for credit and personal ambition is far less important than creating results that serve the common good. You know, when I, when I think about that definition, I, I like the question, I think that I heard from Wayne Dyer in an audio program, asking yourself often, how may I serve? I think that question epitomizes for me the mindset of a selfless leader. But I think it would be good for us to talk about what it looks like for our listeners and perhaps what selfless leadership doesn't look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I And I love that Wayne Dyer quote. There's also a program, a TV program out that I watch once in a while called New Amsterdam. And the medical director often says throughout every show, how can I help? How can I help? And I think that's, it really does epitomize what this competency is. We know that people who have high levels of selfless leader who get rated high on this competency, I see them as needing less approval from others and more confident in the direction they're going and knowing that it's not always perfect too. I would say that that would be one. I think people with a high level of being a selfless leader also have really a strong amount of compassion, not only for other people, but also for themselves. I talked to one of my clients recently, and we used the term putting your mask on first, right? Being selfless is not sacrificing yourself so that other people, you know, it's putting your mask on first so that you can help others. Absolutely. And I think there's this paradox that, you know, being selfless means that we are not driven or achievement oriented. And that's not the case, but but we're looking at it right through a wider lens, even the language. I think the language of a selfless leader is more we versus I, you know, look what we did. It's, it's really creating the conditions for all of the people in your organization to flourish and to perform at their full potential almost synonymous with selfless leaders, this idea of servant leadership that you hear. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about that right now. And the idea of servant leadership is the goal that I want to bring out the best in other people. I still want to do a good job, right? I I still want to do well and do quality work. But in addition to that, I also want to make sure that what I'm doing is bringing out the best in others. Absolutely. And I think the expression I think about that is we want to raise all boats including our own, right? We're not excluding our boat when we do that. And I think selfless leaders are men and women who accept personal responsibility and are slow to blame. You know, I think that's also a distinction. You know, when ego gets involved, 
and people's identity are attached to their performance, blame can creep in. And that starts to be noise in the system that gets in the way of the collective performance. I don't see a selfless leader as someone who also desires the command and control type style when working with other people. I also think that people who don't score high on selfless leader also are not as quick to take that personal responsibility. You you know, you call it blame, but yeah, I agree too. So here's where I get stuck a little bit. Who doesn't like to win, succeed, do our best or have ambition? Yeah, no, nobody. I think you need that, right? But it's balancing that, right? That's the paradox. It's not being selfless in place of achieving, winning, performing at a high level. It's, it's actually doing it more widely and broadly because you're collaborative in nature. And I think that's where people get hung up. This is not to say that we don't want driven and ambitious people. We just want to make sure that we balance that in that that ambition and drive, if we go back to um, the five dysfunctions of a team, we want to make sure that ambition and drive is connected to overall enterprise results in that we're not getting hung up in individual status or ego, right? One of the five dysfunctions that Lencioni talked about in teams was when people start to focus more on their own status and ego in place of the overarching enterprise results. So I think it's, you know, having the drive in check and targeted towards what's best for the organization. So do you think with selfless leader then, am I not having conversations with my boss about how I get ahead or about my promotion or about sitting at the senior leadership team table? Like, I don't know. I think you are having those conversations, but I think the lens is wider. And I think it's problematic when I think you, Nobody knows for sure, but the individual, what their intention is. And how could it be both? How could getting ahead or having more influence, maybe we should change the language a little bit, having more influence, how could that be better for the enterprise? I'd like to think that most people's intention is noble, that the reason they want to advance is because they think it will have a more positive impact on the organization. But I think you can have those conversations, but I think we all need to check ourselves out as to what is the primary motivator. And I think that's a tricky conversation, but I don't think those conversations should go away. Yeah. And I don't either. And I've put a lot of thought into this and and even, you know, I think about myself personally and early in many people's career, my career as well, when you first start out, you're ambitious, you, you're excited for the future, you want to do big things. You're not necessarily thinking about bringing a group of people along with you. You're thinking about fresh out of school. What am I going to do with my education? You know, you're thinking about all those things. And so I feel like one of the important aspects of this selfless leader is that we must allow it to, what does wine do? Like, you take the top off or you take the cork out and it, it um, breathes. You need it, it to breathe. breathe. We need to let it breathe a little bit as we go into our career. I don't know. Well, no, I think you're on, it's not one or the other. And I think you, you hit something right on the head. We just got asked to do a session with new employees and interns. 
And to have this conversation of the importance of independence and interdependent achievement, you know, both and there's room for both. And most of our background is around individual and independent achievement throughout school and in other performing arts. So I think it's important to emphasize that both are okay. And, uh, you know, maybe we need to talk about collaboration and interdependence early. We've got to recognize that we are very interested in people who are driven to improve themselves and those around them. It's a good thing. Well, I think going back to what you were saying about you were tying this selfless leader to the uh, table group model and Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. The very top of that pyramid is failure to focus on results. And it's due to people focusing more on their own ego and their own status within an organization. So I love that connection. But what you were saying is, why does this even matter? I think I want to underscore the part about it matters because we know that organizations succeed when they have really great teams of people, Mm -hmm. not necessarily. I mean, it's helpful to have really good, talented individuals, but when they really get to the level of performance that they're striving for, it's really due to the teams that they have in place. You can't have really great teams if you don't have selfless leaders leading those teams. I love what you just said. I think selfless leaders create stars, but more importantly, they create a star system. And one of the things that we see with selfless leadership is we see collaboration because collaboration is a critical competency to high performing teams aligned around objectives and goals at the enterprise level not the individual level. I think this also helps us with the selfless leadership get away from siloed performance in an organization. You know, when when we have silos, we we are actually sub-optimizing the results of the enterprise because we become self-centered on our function. We become myopic and we don't see it systems wide. And so selfless leadership would see the larger context and the larger picture and would make decisions that were chunked up at the enterprise level. I think what you pointed out, the collaboration is absolutely critical in this model. And then you got to talk about when we're talking about selfless leader, have you ever known someone who almost self-sacrifices too much where it's almost, there's so much focus on being selfless that it goes into maybe a shadow zone or to where it's not helpful, to where they're sacrificing. This goes back to the whole comment about making sure you put your mask on first. We want all voices heard. And if you are overly selfless, you may not be getting your opinion into the mix. And therefore, the organization may make some missteps along the way. If you leak your power, right, there's, there's really two extremes. This. You can leak your power by not speaking up and not stepping in to the role of leader, or you can abuse your power, right, by not letting other people in and by focusing on status and ego. Neither one of those works, right? You know, we, we talk about, you know, overmanaging or undermanaging. The selfless nature is so that we can get the best for all, including you, not excluding you. 
Well, we know that it's compassion both for other people and for yourself. Yeah, exactly where where you started. It's an important piece. So what if we were to make some recommendations for how our listeners could get better at being more of a selfless leader or this area of, you know, also you could call it servant leadership? I think we should do that. And, And I think underlying all of that is there's this proactive nature to selfless leadership. I believe it's, you don't wait necessarily for people to come to you. You kind of actively seek it out. And so what would we suggest that people actively seek out in becoming more of a selfless leader? Well, if you're talking about selfless leader, you got to talk about volunteerism. And I love the idea of people doing volunteer projects outside of their primary focus of business to really see get a different perspective than what they're used to seeing day to day. So I think my first recommendation was if you're not involved in some type of volunteer project where you're working with people outside the organization, even in a different field, get involved with something, even if it's just for a short time to just kind of give up yourself in that way. I love that because that's raising all boats in the community in which you live and and where you work and live everyone is a stakeholder. The second thing I would add is unofficially mentor a few people within the organization and perhaps people that reside in a department other than yours. You know, seek them out, pay attention, you know, offer some perspective, ask some questions, but, you know, take a few people under your wing and and, and it doesn't need to be under, you know, I'm, I'm not against an official mentoring program. But, but I'm actually suggesting unofficially mentor. I love that. I love that. And I love the part about outside of your department, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that works two ways. You get the benefit of getting to know a different part of the organization. I'd say the third thing, Brene Brown, um, many of our listeners are familiar with, with her name. She has a new podcast called Unlocking Us. And her focus is with many of her books and articles and videos and podcasts, one of her primary focuses is vulnerability. And if you're going to be a selfless leader, there has got to be a a willingness to be a little bit more vulnerable. We know that people who are selfless leaders are okay when things aren't perfect and they're open to that. And I think you got to be a little vulnerable if you're also going to be okay with being less perfect. Well, I think vulnerability leads to humility. Mm-hmm. Humility leads to less of an ego. And if you have less of an ego, you can be more selfless. What I'd like to add to that, though, modeling is important. So have a conversation with people who have selected in to professions or roles that really are selfless in nature, uh, whether it's a spiritual mentor, pastor, clergy person, priest, you know, really pick their brain and interview them around what it means to be a selfless leader from their perspective. You'll get another view of it. That's a great idea. How about going last, either in a cafeteria line, eating last, ordering last, just allowing the space and the opportunity for other people to always go first. I think that It's not sacrificing, but it's also stepping back and allowing people to go in front of you. How about that? How about that, though? I think I think there was a book, Leaders Eat Last, 
know, when I think about my mother, she served herself last. And, you know, I was, as you were telling that, I was thinking back around the, the absolute opposite of this. In, a, in an organization I worked with many, many years ago, the top level person was impatient that they had to wait in line in the cafeteria. So they wanted to build a separate executive dining room. I think that's a good example of what selfless leadership does not look like. I mean, that that seemed to me, even back then, like how full of yourself can you be? How much ego and status? And, and, and I really think that's the noise that gets in the way of people engaging in performing in driving enterprise-wide results. And what a great opportunity to really connect with some different people that this individual doesn't see on a day-to-day basis and observe different groups of people, talk to people that they don't see in their regular meetings every day. I mean, what a great place to do that. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity and certainly something that you don't want to do, which leads us to point six. Watch and take notes of the behaviors of service professionals. Uh, such as the bellhop at a hotel, the flight attendant that you observe when you're on vacation, or the folks tending to your group's needs at a catered party. You know, what do you notice? How do they make eye contact? What questions do they ask? How do they serve the people that are right in front of them? That's great. I had a recent opportunity to, um, I spent some time at a spa and the woman who was sort of overseeing what was happening in the locker room, the ladies locker room was, she always seemed to be one step ahead of me, whether I wanted a ginger ale or a glass of water or a towel or, you know, always ready, used my first name, knew when my treatment was, you know, made sure I was where I needed to be. It's almost like, you know, the argument could be, okay, service professionals get paid to do that. Well, don't we? Absolutely. Don't leaders get paid to do that too, right? I mean, what an opportunity for us to use names more often to anticipate what our people need before they even know that they need it, things like that. So I think that's a great example. Summarizing our podcast today, we know that being a selfless leader or servant leadership pursues service over self-interest. So what I would add is there's a proactive nature to selfless leadership. It's not waiting for people to come to you with a challenge or problem. It's reaching out to them and checking in and seeing how you can help and asking how you can serve. Terrific. This was a great conversation and hope our listeners enjoyed the idea of being a selfless leader and servant leadership. Please come back for more episodes of our Get Emergent podcast, including the Driving Leadership series that Bill Berthel is leading. The Driving Leadership is focused on demystifying the idea of leadership and where Bill is having conversations with leaders right from our community, where they share their stories, their motives, and their drive to lead. Music.